welcome to Connection Privé podcast. My name is Clémence de Crécy. I'm the CEO and founder of PR agency Clementine Communication. Today, once again, we have invited an amazing guest, Chris Hopkins. Let me tell you a little bit more about Chris before I tell you about this episode. Chris is a natural performer, both on and off screen. He's a massively talented presenter and his energy and professionalism add lift to any live event, lifestyle, entertainment, game show, factual, corporate. Chris has what it takes to make it happen. Recently, um, his height of his career was hosting Children in Need, the Radio One show and the Pepsi launch with Britney, Beyonce and Pink. I met Chris five years ago as he was hosting an event for Eva Longoria and our charity foundation called the Global Give Gala. And I was really impressed by his charisma and his passion and the peps and everything he was injecting into the party. It was, it was great fun and he raised so much money from the guests in the room that I thought to myself, I've got to work with that guy one day. And we kept in touch and this is the power of human connection. Here we go, another example. We kept in touch and he's now a guest on my podcast today. You'll see, we've been talking for 40 minutes about obviously the current situation, how he's been coping with COVID and the various hats he has and how he presents himself when we go, when he goes to a networking event. What's, what's really fascinating for me is he's clearly passionate and he has a drive And one of my motto is never give up. And I was speaking to Chris about this and he really feel confident to say that never take no for an answer. Try, try and try again until someone will finally say yes. But enough of it now. Let's speak to Chris and have a good listen to the podcast. Don't hesitate to leave your comments. Give us some feedbacks. It's always greatly appreciated and share with your friends and colleagues. Speak to you later. Chris, welcome. Hello. I am so happy to welcome you in my studio and we're face to face. We're know, not even this, on the phone. Know, this is so exciting. Thank you very much for inviting me. I can't wait to uh, work out what we're going to talk about for the next 20 minutes or so. Well, I can tell someone has not been listening to many of my podcasts before. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have listened to one. Oh, here we go. But all about the power of connection and the human connection. And I'm delighted to welcome you today because we, we met and I think we have one of these chance encounter that we met years ago. Um, and you're definitely someone I've always admired your career. You, you work really hard and I wanted you to share a little bit about what you do. So if you go to a networking event and someone asks you, so what do you do, Chris? Which hat are you putting out first? I, the first thing I tell them, the first hat that I wear, because I've got several actually. Um, the first hat is, I would say that I create TV entertainment formats. Um, then most people then say, oh, what does that mean? Uh, and that basically means that I spend my days uh, watching TV, uh, talking to different broadcasters about what their wish list is, um, and I then try and think, how can I create the next singing entertainment show, the next cookery show, uh, the, next, um, the next business show like The Apprentice? What is it that's going to be the next big hit? So I spend my life doing that. Okay. And recently, can you tell us a bit more what you've been working on? Um, well, 
during lockdown actually so yeah. during lockdown was really really tough for, ev for everyone the industry just tv just stopped the world just stopped um so for about six weeks i actually didn't do anything oh. however i literally sat at home thinking what am i going to do with my life what what do i do now um a show that i thought was going to sell that we were just pitching um just completely got shelved oh. because it meant an awful lot of traveling around the world oh. with a certain dj um who turned 60 this year and um it would have been a real it was telling his story um so that just got shelved immediately so i was like okay what am i going to do now so but i did we have created a, a millionaire format um everyone's looking for the next who wants to be a millionaire who wants to be a millionaire in the uk is doing incredibly well on itv and it's getting its highest figures uh like six million of tuning in to watch to watch it wow. um so broadcasters are looking for the next one and we have i've created a new millionaire format um, which we've just signed uh, a, a co-development deal on with a company called Wizkid Entertainment, who are part of the E1 group. Um, and we're just about to sign a distribution deal on it as well. So, but it still hasn't sold, but it's so good and everyone's so excited about it. But we're literally pitching that now as, as I sit here with you, there is somebody in another office just creating a, just tweaking a document okay okay by the way i've got to apologize i talk for britain by the way no but that's right i'm going to try to control that uh, in the next 30 minutes as hard as it will be but please do this is also why you're here um second hat because i know you've got multiple hats so what is the second so hat my second hat have? is um i'm a, i'm an auctioneer and when i say an auctioneer i'm, I'm a, a celebrity uh, auctioneer for charity events which is funny enough where we met um and I can tell, do you want me to tell the story? Yes, please. That's a lovely story. Actually. So uh, I was asked by a, a guy called Nick Eade whether or not I would host the charity auction for the Global Gift Gala, which was for Victoria Beckham and Eva Longoria. Eva, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And by the way, Nick Eade has been on the podcast a couple of months ago. Has he? I, well, I love Nick. He's such an amazing guy and um, really, really genuine and caring. And he rang me up and he just said, Chris, I've got this gig. It's... It, could you host an auction? I said, yeah, of course I will. Uh, any money in it, I said. Cause I, yeah, you, you need to leave. Are, these are, you've got to pay for these things. <laughs> I raise an awful lot of money uh, when I do these, uh, do these events. And he went, no, it'll, it'll have to be a freebie, but it's for, who we just said, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I, I hosted that event. Um, it was hard work. When you do an auction and the room is full of really, really wealthy, rich people, trying to get money out of really, really rich, wealthy people is really hard. <laughs> because they didn't become really, really wealthy and really, really rich by just giving their money away. That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so I hosted that auction there and I think you said to me, we said hello to each other, I th at the end of the night you said to me, or you said to a friend of mine who was sat next to you, I'm gonna work with him one day. <laughs> Is that what you say? I did, didn't I? Yeah. And we made it happen. Yeah, we, you did, and I ended up hosting, uh, hosting uh, so an event for to you. To carry on that story, and I was gonna make you smile, because I know you haven't listened, but uh, MSL, who was that other person at that dinner, was also on the podcast recently. And you've done it with Emma um, as well. She's and an Emma is remaining in touch, she? and we still, again, the power of this human connection and all these people working together. Yeah. Uh, and Emma has been on the podcast recently sharing some stories on how she's coping at the moment with, with COVID.
COVID and, and um, the new the new company because obviously she's in a lot into events and physical events more than anyone else she is. Yeah. Um, and yes, how she had to reinvent herself. So yeah, Emma was there on that night. I recalled that very well. And I thought you were you were fabulous. You know, you were managing this room like crazy. I did it. Did you know? I ended up betting on some on some prize. I think I won one of the first drawn cartoons of um star wars or something oh, i mean you? it was just a little little sketch how much did you pay for oh that? don't want you don't want to know but anyway it works it seemed to have worked out my, my children love it it's in the lounge somewhere and they think it's an original and it's the only one it, it will be an original it will be an original Maybe it will be um, one day. piece of the film if that's what you thought i think so um, i think yeah so. it will be um but what i remember from that night when we met i sold a a rough drawing it's like a doodle um, is that how the right word doodle when you just doodle <laughs> yeah. something um, from Picasso and that was it sold that night for £125,000 wow <laughs> but I thought I thought I was terrible that night because it took me an hour and 20 minutes to do the auction because people just weren't bidding for stuff yeah. um, it was hard work but well, I, I remember that was about what five five years ago and I remember it was, if it was yesterday was good well, it was because then I got you a gig after that, didn't I? Yeah, you did give me a gig. I, yeah. I managed to get your contact details. Did I do all right on that gig for you? And that was really good. Yeah. You yeah. organised a an event for us where you hosted the the night as well, lots of celebrity, and and yeah. uh, it was really good. So no, thank oh, you. Oh, thanks. So well, that's you? my second. So that could move on to my third hat. Here we because go. My third hat is I spend a lot of time, yeah, hosting various events and. Um, and not just doing auctions. I've hosted the London Lifestyle Awards. I used to host the Radio 1 road shows. I used to host the late night quiz show on Channel 5. Um, I've hosted so much stuff, it's incredible. Um, but I don't take my hosting as seriously as I take my creating of international TV formats. Okay. That's my main job, that's my main passion. That's what gets me up in the morning, especially when you have a great idea. Oh, fair enough. And now for your third hat hosting event, how have you coped on the past few months? Because I guess you have had no event, or are you have you gone online? Do people ask you to host things online, or not? So, quite? no, I haven't done any hosting online. But that was because I haven't been pushing myself um, to host an awful lot of stuff over the last couple of years. There's a couple of things that I've been that I do every year, which um, people always come to me for. Which is one, there's an online bingo channel and I host like a chat show, game show for them and it's, that's all hosted online. I, I DJ in clubs um, at weekends. I came out of retirement about a year and a half ago to start DJing in clubs again and DJing in a couple of places in London, um, which I do for fun. Uh, but right now I don't let people take advantage of you. No, no, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know what you're worth. So I do, I guess, yeah. You know, but it's really you're... tough at the moment. It's, it's, it's really... Times have changed because now you, you could have somebody like myself or I can name 10 different presenters yeah. in London that are exceptional, exceptional at what they do. But you could get a reality star that's just been on Love Island that suddenly got all these followers on Instagram. Yeah. That will, they want those people now to, yeah. do, to do these jobs. Um, you'll never get a better service from them You'll always, because they're not professional, but that's what people want to do. So it's, times have changed an awful lot. You've got to fight yeah. for the, You've got to fight for your, for your space in London at the moment. But I choose not to fight for that kind of space because it's not what I want to do. I, I like formats. Uh-huh, here we go. But you know exactly. You know what yeah. you're very good at, and you focus on that, which is perhaps the the essence. Mm. You know, people come on this um, on this podcast also, Chris, because they most of them have got a really amazing story of a chance encounter and I know and I'm sure 
you have one of the most amazing story to tell us. One or two story can you share? I can tell you this, okay. <clears throat> when you think you've got nothing, something can happen. Uh, and I, uh, th th and this is what happened to me. I was hosting a TV show on Channel 5. It was a late night show called Quiz Call. I was literally hosting that for about six years. And suddenly the show came to an end and I thought to myself, oh wow, what am I going to do next? And I took, I took a couple of months out just trying to work out what it is I wanted to do. And the one thing I definitely didn't want to be was a jobbing TV presenter, just chasing those gigs whether it be hosting some tele shopping or whatever it might be, doing, trying to get some QVC work. I didn't want to do that. And I asked my, my dad rang me up one day and he said, Chris, you should ask a guy called Sir Rodney Walker to get involved with your idea of running a TV production company and creating, uh, creating ideas. So I did that. So I rang this guy um, called Sir Rodney Walker uh, and asked him, I did this big pitch to him and said, look, would you please... Um, I'm looking for some investment in my company. This is what I want to do. I want to create TV shows. This is how much money they can make. Gave them some examples of some of the biggest shows in the world and how much money they're, they're literally worth. And he, and he invested. So, but that's not the chance encounter. Uh -huh. Because now I'm excited. I've raised money. Yeah. And I'm, a friend of mine um, called Gary, who owns a company called Imagination uh, in London, offered me free space to run my company from off Tottenham Court Road. And I, I took that with both hands. So every day I had an office to go to and it was be a stunning, beautiful office um, on Store Street. But then one day I was in the, in the hairdressers and my hairdresser called Sharon, she was asking me how life was. And I went, oh, Sharon, I've got to tell you, I've just written a TV show, okay, for songwriters. It's not for, for people that want to be a star, it's for people that want to have their songs that they can write sung by other artists um by pro proper stars and yeah. i've written this format it's just been optioned in america as i said to her and she went no i said yeah it's true it's just been optioned and she went do you know what my husband might be interested in getting involved with you and i said what, do you what? Mean? what do you, yeah i said what do you mean i went round to Sha i went round to sharon's house she introduced yeah. me to her husband roger yeah roger um is a banker he does incredibly well for himself and he said that he was looking to invest some money in, uh, from what Sharon had told me while I was getting a short back and sides was, you seem like a really creative, energetic, nice guy that's that going is. places. And I, I, I'm telling you now, I want to give you this amount of money and be involved in your company. And I was like, whoa. So it, that just over one evening, that was one it? One evening, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even pitch to him about what it is. I told him what what we do and what I do. But I also said to him, there's no guarantee on this. I said, look, there's no guarantee. I will work every hour I will, God gives me. I will go to all the meetings that I need to go to. I will make those new connections with yeah. the commissioners at the broadcasters. I'll make those new connections, but I, can, I can't guarantee that this will pay off. And he went, Chris, in your own time, but I like you. So I think what he actually did was he bought into me. Yeah. He bought into me. He's not. He's he's just hoping. Yeah. I strike it rich, um, and I think that's what people buy into. People aren't buying it necessarily into your company. They're always going to buy into you, mm. and what and if they like you, mm -hmm. and they feel something from you, they you can sell them anything. I feel that I feel I feel the same. But that's such a good story, and I guess you would know I've spoken to. This 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 hairdresser, I guess you know, on that day that you perhaps would not have had this deal done. 
Um, maybe not. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it is crazy because the funny thing is when people ask me about what I'm doing and what TV, sh- what shows I'm working on, yeah. I can never tell them what the actual format is because it's, it's IP. It's, you know, it's, it's yeah, my intellectual yeah, yeah, property. Yeah. And if my, if my format, like this new millionaire show that we've got, <clears throat> I know that it's better than Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Who, who Wants to Be a Millionaire, when it first came out, was phenomenal. It was like, oh my goodness. It's like deal or no deal. Oh my goodness, a quiz show with no questions. How is that possible? <laughs> you know? Um, and I know that our format is better than Who Wants to Be a Millionaire now. We've moved it on. We've got chat shows now that are incredible, easy formats that take away just two people sat across a, sat next to each other on two chairs in a studio. We're trying to sell that at the moment. Um, but we can't ever go into detail about what it is we've created yeah, yeah. unless people have signed NDAs and stuff. So what I'm saying to you, you is that as much as I'm sat here now talking like this to you, um, I'm not telling you exactly what the idea is. I might when we, when we turn the mic off, um, because I know you, but people will always just buy into you. So yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible what passion can do if you, if you believe in yourself. Anything is achievable. That's a good one. If you had to have a, to give a couple of pieces of advice to young person starting their career, <clears throat> where do you start? Where would you say to them? Someone that's just starting their career. Mm-hmm. There are no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. No one has to tell you. No one will tell you the right way to do yeah. something. Um, the right way for me to do something could be the wrong way for someone else to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that, that my only advice is, something that's really inspirational, I don't know whether anyone's ever said mentioned this, but if you watch the story of Sylvester Stallone, have you ever watched it? Um, I haven't, I know of the story, but no, I haven't watched if there's any... Sylvester sort of, Stallone, yeah. actor, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. only wanted to play Rocky. Yes. And he didn't take no for an answer. And the studio said, okay, we'll give it a, we'll give it, we'll do it your way. You just have to do it your way. You have to, don't take no, don't take no for an answer. When people say no to me, I just think it means find an alternative route. It's <laughs> as simple as that because it's just somebody else's opinion. A little bit stubborn. Huh? A little bit stubborn. No, not at all. No, 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 no. It can't be, no, that's not stubborn at all because this is, this is somebody working for themselves. You're not building someone else's dream. You're building your own dream, so you have to be stubborn to a certain extent. You've got to be, you've got to be a bit selfish mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But when somebody does say no, whether you're after investment or whether you're just trying to get them involved in your business and they just say no, just go, okay, it's fine. just means I've got to find an alternative route. That's the only bit of advice. Don't let no turn into a dead end. Mm-hmm. It just means turn left or right. No, I mean, I relate to that very much. I'm, I'm teasing you there because... Um, I guess when I started and I launched my, my own luxury PR agency so 15 years ago, uh, one of my first clients was this very charismatic businessman called Bernard Magre. He's based in France. And he, has, he had on his desk a little sign that says, never give up. And I looked at it when I was 24 and when the first time I went to his office and I got quite scared. You know, you have this little board, never, gives up, never give up. And actually, that sort of stayed with me my entire career. And that sort of find another way. Don't give up. Don't think 100%. no for an answer. And if it's no for you now, it might be a yes for someone else. So keep this idea. Make it different. Adapt. React. Carry on. But never give up. And I guess that's why 
where we are now in business. The business is still out there during this hard time and we keep at it and we keep going. We've launched this podcast. You keep working on your, on your program. And I think that makes an entrepreneur, but that makes also an artist, you know, that's why I love the difference between being buying into someone or buying into a company. Um, a lot of people are buying into someone because they feel, they feel it's, it's about you, it's about what you create and you're really the inspiration behind. Um, and now more than ever, I believe we've got to work on that. My mum, my mum died in February this year. Oh, sorry um, to hear. I know that's. I, I, it sounds like sorry, I'm bringing the conversation. Sorry, that was quite a no, strong, strong know, sort fine, of. No, uh, yeah. I'm reacting to what you what you just said. Yeah. You know that your 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 friend having a note on his desk. Yeah. My mum wrote me a note. Um, must have been about five years ago, and it just said, "Heads up, confidence always love nice. mum." That's all it was. Heads up, confidence always love mum, and it was a, one of those little notes that you write when you're just leaving the house like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean and um, I've, I've got that piece of paper and it's framed have uh, you kept it yeah I've kept it it's and really it, lovely and, it, and it's amazing because it is you've always got to have your head held you've got to be confident in everything that you do because you are going to get more no's when you're trying to do something new and you're trying to be entrepreneurial and you're trying to be a, a trailblazer maverick or whatever it is you're trying to do yeah. you're going to hear no's you're yeah. going to hear so many of them and you just have to say to yourself Heads up, confidence always, and continue. Um, I could tell you so many TV shows that took 10 years to sell. I don't know, whether, one of the biggest TV shows, I don't know whether you know this. Um, I might get the figures wrong a little bit, so bear with me. Okay. But one of the biggest TV shows in the world is, is The Voice. Okay. okay, at the moment, okay, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, yeah. We all know what The Voice is, it's yeah, where yeah, yeah. the chairs turn, yeah. and, you know, and, and pe people audition to be on the show. Yeah. Will, 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 will the chairs turn or will they, or will they not? That show was offered to the UK. It was it was a hit in Europe, and it was hit in a couple of other countries, but not in the UK. It was offered to the broadcasters in, uh, yeah, in England, in the UK. Yeah. Um, and they could have had it for three seasons, and it would have cost eleven million pounds. That's okay. how much the, that's how much it was worth. You know, you could uh -huh. have the license for eleven million. Uh -huh. Anyway, the broadcasters said, "Nah, don't get it." not really for us no it's not going to work and so the owners of the company went okay fine fair enough the owners of the show took it away and then it, they then took it over to the states it became a smash hit in the states the most watched tv show in the in the u.s so of course they bring the show back over to the uk uh and the the you the broadcast is going yes 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 we'll have it and anyway i think the BBC ended up paying 33 million for it yes. just two years later. So what I'm saying to you is, if you believe in your idea and you believe in this, in this business that you're creating, yeah. just because somebody says no, you have to continue to say, I believe in this, I believe in this, and get traction elsewhere. Because it's just one person's opinion. And there's thousands, millions of people out there that will actually go, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I love it. I love, love that. that. I, I love, love that. I love that. Story. I love that too. I love that no, I think it's very positive, and I think it's it's bringing a bit of positivity at the moment out there. Um, as you've said, when you came into my office earlier on, you know, it's great to see people working. It's great to see people at their desk. It's great to see people doing their job and still enjoying what they do. It's pretty tough out there. It's really really tough out there, and I think you're you know you're doing it's great. As I said, it is great for you to walk for me to walk into the office here and see people upstairs working away. Because I know so many people that are in the creative industry that are literally doing nothing at the moment. Yeah. If this country is not careful, 
Amazon, okay, Amazon and Deliveroo will have some of the most talented creatives in the world working for them if this country doesn't sort itself out. You, you know I mean, I could that. go on for hours yeah, on this I topic, but that's another podcast yeah, altogether, politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've got loads, loads of comments to make. I'm, I'm personally, my little excitement at the moment is yes, to have my team working with me every day. And genuinely, I think we had a bit of a pull in the summer and we said, do we come back to the office? Do we make it COVID friendly with all the rules of the spray mask and so on? Um, or do we all work from home? And it's really interesting that they're all in their 20s and all of them raise their hands and say, we actually want to come back and we want to work together and we want to have interactive physical. So we want to see each other in a meeting room and be able to communicate and like everything goes faster and we can learn as well. And that's for the youngsters going onto the market, current market at the moment. Um, they don't get the training. It's impossible if you join a company and you work remotely. How do you, how do you get trained? Yeah. How do you understand the ethos and the value of a company if you don't work with your colleagues every day? If someone has got an answer, I'll be happy People to. need human contact. People do need human contact. We can't do stuff over Zoom all, for the rest of our lives. No. We can't because it, it slows creativity. It, mm. it doesn't enhance it. But it's, it is quite remarkable what you can do yeah. when you're not in the office. So everyone, anyone that's still working hard and running their business but doing it from home, uh, congratulations. I mean, it's phenomenal. You should give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate the fact that you're yeah. still here and you're still going because it yeah. is really, really tough. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a new book out there. I don't know if you've read it from um, a journalist and author called Rebecca Seal. And she's right. The, the book is all about um, working solo and it's absolutely Fabulous. I think she just gives some examples of um, the routine that you should, you should have at home and get dressed in the morning and not sort of wait until 12 o'clock, you know, forget about the sandwich every day, but start preparing proper food and, and mainly uh, have about an hour and a half of walk just to get some fresh air and see nature and, and etc. Fabulous book that I do do recommend, but it really gives you some tips on how to because a lot of companies are still working from home and it's very new. It's like for me when everybody's at home, I have no idea what the rules, you know, do you have to call them every single hours, you yeah. know, do you left people, you know what it is working from home. You've got your doorbell ringing every minute with an Amazon delivery, yeah, as you yeah, said, you've, yeah. got, you've got your washing machine, you've got the children running around, it's completely mad. Um, so it's nice to have author like that putting some, some, some guidance on the best practice to do and when you are home. I really like that. So if you oh, no, I'll, I'll check that out um, because I think, I think routine is, uh, is really, really important actually. Yeah. Um, and it's good for your mental health. Just to have those kind of routines that you're saying, get up at a, at a certain time every morning, go out for your run. I mean, I go, I go to the gym every single day. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you do? You look pretty fit. I am quite, yes, I'm, I am. With your Superman t shirt on, I love it. I didn't yeah. see that before. Yeah, so I did put on a couple of kilos during lockdown, no question. I mean, my girlfriend, we got into Vikings, which is a TV series, I don't know if you've seen it. No, I Vikings, haven't. Vikings, it's amazing. Is it? Ragnar. <laughs> um, but uh, do check it out. But I got because I wasn't seeing anyone either. I I went with, I went full on. I got the Viking haircut. I got Mohican. Brilliant. I shaved all my hair up, and it was just brilliant. But then as we came towards the end of lockdown, um, but even though there's a lot of people in lockdown still now going into lockdown in this country, um, our first you know our first round of it, um, I I really did embrace that Viking in me. But towards the end, I then just went back to my normal normal self but I had, I had a bit of a giggle during lockdown with all that but um 
So that's your that's your sort of sane sanity sort of. But how did you how did you cope? So in terms of sports, did you run? Did you? I didn't do. I, I got into cycling. Cycling, um, yeah. Yeah, I I. I took my mountain bike and because I couldn't go to the gym, um, I took my mountain bike and I would cycle from where I live right around Richmond Park uh, and then back down towards Putney along the river, um, which is a lovely, it's a lovely route. It's about, um, I think it was, was it, it's about 30k a day. I was doing 30k a day and it was really warm as well. So it's just nice. And I would get out, I'd be out there, I'd be doing that every morning by nine o'clock. And that was my routine. Um, and I thought I'm going to buy myself a really expensive uh, road bike because I was in, enjoying it so much. But now it's starting to get a bit colder. <laughs> I haven't bought the road bike and I'm really pleased that I haven't because there's no way you'd get me out there at the moment. No, exactly. Um, oh, it's tough at the moment. And dark yeah. night sort of starting at four or five again. It's crazy. Yeah, but this is one of those things. You have to find something actually that... Um, what's the word that my friend said to me? I don't know. Um, I'm going to tell you. Well, about night, about, about the routine, about what? There has to be something that you do every single day which must never change. Okay. It, has to be that, it has to be that commitment to, to yourself. It doesn't matter what it is that you... To me, it's going to the gym. Yes. There's no, I can't compromise on that. Okay. I have to go to the gym every day at, um, at 10.30. Um, otherwise, my day's just ruined. Okay. And, it's, and it's a commitment. Yep. It's a commitment to myself. Yep. Uh, and if you can program yourself to do things like that, you achieve, I think you achieve an awful lot more. Yeah. But it's hard. It's really, really hard. Sometimes I really don't want to go. Um, but as, my, as one of the trainers says, he always says, the only session that, um, the only session that's, the only bad session, hold on, the only bad session is the one that never happens. Yeah. That's Fair what enough. he said. Um, but I think it's important to, Put those kind of routines in your life yeah you, know, you need to be quite st- strong i guess to keep this going i know you talk about one of your friends who start the day by listening to a podcast or learning things every morning you it's about going to the gym yeah. um for me it's a mix of everything which means i can never do it so actually by friday i'm like crap i had some really good resolution and <laughs> i've put too much on my list once again um but yeah committing and sticking to it well you clearly quite a strict, strong will, you know, you seem to be a very strong um, and passionate person. Chris. I'm very passionate about stuff. You are, aren't but you? I don't, so. But I don't do the, the things that a lot of normal people do, which is, I don't read an awful lot. Um, I, yeah, I really, really don't. Um, I like to get up as late as possible, but saying that, because I, I, my girlfriend now, she's got, um, she's got an 11-year-old who's moved in, um, I am doing the school run, which is really yeah. bizarre that I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning, going, taking him to school. And then by 8.30, I could be in Tesco's or something, shopping. And it's really, <laughs> that's really bizarre for me. But my, 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 you know, my, I've got a friend called Jason, my girlfriend, Ivana, that Jason gets up at five o'clock, spends an hour learning. Then he does some reading and then he gets on with his day. My girlfriend, she's up at five. Wow. Um, and she's doing her own stuff for her own company. And then by seven, that's when she's getting the stuff ready for her son. So she's, she's in that routine and I'm not, but I don't know whether I need to, but am I missing out? No, I don't I'm, know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Five o'clock give me goosebumps just yeah, thinking about... goosebumps, yeah. Just thinking of, sorry, waking up at five. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I have children, so perhaps I should try that. 
get ready before they do. But definitely, <laughs> whatever it is that someone does say, though, I do agree. Whatever, I'm sure there's, is there something that you do every day, guaranteed, that makes you happy that's just for you? Oh, good grief. Um, yeah, I'll think about it. Oh, so that's a no then? No. Or there isn't anything at the moment? No, I love going to the gym, but I just don't find the time. And as you can tell, I've got a bit of a flu at the moment, so I just mm. don't want to go to, which is not COVID-related. I have been tested, mm -hmm. just so everybody's clear. Yeah. Um, but no, so I can't really go to the gym because I don't want to start coughing and people, you know, running miles away from me. Yeah. Um, so no, these the past 10 days, but no, in normal time, I am like you, I love going to the gym and if I don't go, I feel a bit, you know, I haven't done. And I just love coming to the office. I, I literally really enjoy being with my team and I think that I've got wonderful people here and that keeps me going every morning. It's just, I'm going to see them and see what, what's, what's today. We've been lucky to win new clients. There's some new exciting things in the pipeline. Yeah. My work keeps me going. I have to, yes. I mean, honestly, uh, my children should not listen to that, but I, yeah. I love, I clearly love what I do. I'm very lucky there. I think it's, um, I think you're very lucky and fortunate to actually be able to get out of the house and go somewhere else. Yeah, moment. yeah, that's true. No, because no, I appreciate. Sta just staying in your house is really, really hard. Where do you find that creativity? Where do you find that spark? Where do you find that energy when you're surrounded by the same four, four walls? Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to do something each day just for yourself, whether it is listen to a podcast. Perhaps it's this podcast that you listen to every week. We um, or listen to somebody else's podcast or, or go for that walk, yeah. whatever it is, but... But you're right, uh, podcast is a good one, actually. You learn lots about different people and their life and you sort of try to relate to yours at the and, and it's fascinating. Last question for you, Chris, because I know we can talk for hours. Yeah, we could. What are you most grateful for today? Ah, oh, okay. That's a, that's a good one, isn't it? That's a really, really good one. What am I most grateful for today? Yeah. Remember, your girlfriend might be listening to this. Oh, yes, she will. <laughs> no, I'm very, listen, it comes without saying that I'm very thankful for my family and very thankful for uh, you know the people that I love that, that are in my life. That's 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 something that you've got to take for granted. That I'm I'm thankful for that. But if you're if you if I'm a hundred percent honest, what I'm thankful for, and it's not, and people might disagree with me, I'm thankful that. I break even every month at the moment. Mm -hmm. That's it. What one thing that um, this COVID nineteen has shown me is how little money I actually really need. Mm. Does that make sense? Completely. Because I used to think to be in London, okay, you've got to be earning, you've got to take five grand a month home at least. You've got to, uh, or whatever it is, you've got to have a certain threshold to be living a good life in London. Um, and that's why I used to charge you so much for the events that I would, I would do because, you know, I know what I need to earn every month. Yeah. Um, but I realised that I don't need an awful lot at the moment. All I need to be able to do is pay my bills, uh, put food on the table, holidays can wait and literally break even. Uh, and that's what we're doing at the moment with various little things that I'm, I'm involved with. We're breaking even every month. So that is what I'm thankful for. If I can come out of this uh, COVID-19 without any debt and still be doing what I'm doing, then I've done well. That is fabulous. Thank you, Chris.
Thanks. This is so much fun. Here I'm sorry for talking so much. <laughs> Thanks again. Oh, one more thing yeah. I always tend to forget and, and bear with me on that. If people after this podcast listen, think that guy is absolutely awesome. It's not if, they will, by the way. How can they contact you? Are you on social media? Yeah, I'm on social media. Um, yeah, come and follow me. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Chris Hopkins TV. Um, that's, what, that's how you'll find me. And uh, yeah. It'd be really interesting to know if people think that I just talk utter rubbish. There we go. So do get in touch with, with Chris. We will leave on the blog and in the comments all the useful link. Thank you very much, Chris. And I hope to see you again very soon. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Loved it. Thank you so much for listening to Connection Privé, a podcast produced by Clementine Communication PR Agency. This episode was mixed and edited by Chris Osborne. For more insightful interviews about networking and the power of human connection, make sure to subscribe to Connection Privé on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell a friend about us. I'm your host, Clémence de Crécy, and I hope to see you again soon. À bientôt!